0: hey everybody welcome back to queen's generational wellness with me i have dr g phd she is a therapist but she is also into african spirituality and i wanted to get her up here because one she's a therapist and she's into african spirituality and listening to her story she was into the church and going from church to African spirituality is kind of a, it's kind of a no no, if you want, if you want to put it that way. But I wanted to get her up here because I wanted to have different views on on everything and different people sharing their stories. So, how are you today? I'm How about you? I'm good. I'm good. Where are you from?
1: Oh well, I say I'm from the East Coast. I'm originally from Delaware. And, right. and I currently reside in the DMV area, so we have a snow oh, okay. day. So if you see the lighting change, it's because it's completely white outside, and the same, same here.
0: <laughs> I'm on the East Coast too, so yeah, it's real bright right now. But then you know, you have those moments. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to talk about the melanated community seeing the therapist because we we know I went. I was in the church too, so as Being a member of a church, it's not really talked about seeing a therapist. Mm -hmm. It's more go pray about it and it'll fix itself. It's not really, you know, we go to a doctor, we go to a dentist, you break a bone, you go to an ortho. It's not really talked about seeing a therapist. Mm -hmm. So what are some tips you can give people? Even, you know, we're not demeaning God, but sometimes we need to talk to someone.
1: Mm-hmm. and that's a great place to start and i will say um i've grown to a space where i still i respect what pe- where people are at and i still respect mm-hmm. the foundation i received from the church um right for let's just start where where you wanted to to head here with the the mental health piece and counsel when i say mental health i mean health period. That doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that you have a disorder or psychiatric condition, right? You could, which is, you know, we have to acknowledge that as well. But, you know, we all have mental health. I hear our community using that term I would say inappropriately as a stigmatism, Mm -hmm. you know, as a stigmatizing, I should say, Mm -hmm. whereas it's just like you have physical health and well-being. You have mental health and Mm well-being. And I think in terms of You know, for those that are identifying with um, religion and different, you know, rules and teaching and unspoken rules and beliefs, I think the key is really understanding that if you believe in God, if you identify yourself as a believer in God, then wouldn't God Mm -hmm. equip humans, right, with tools to help each other? Right. Right. So let's start there, right? So Mm -hmm. even... You know, I am by trade, I would say I'm a therapist, but I'm also a scientist. I used to be a scientific programs officer. I have a, I have a legitimate okay. PhD. I don't just add it to my name. <laughs> so, you know, in some respects, I'm, I'm a little believer of science. And the reason why is we won't get into the whole background of our people in science, but we could, we'll mm-hmm. say we're the originators of that. So why don't we believe right. you, for one? We don't have to believe in everyone's science. But two, (laughs) you know, I (laughs) believe that the divine creator, the source of all of it, pours into us to give us the knowledge to be able to do what source would have us do. So if you believe in God or if you're a Christian and you believe in Christ, then why wouldn't you believe that those sources wouldn't pour into another being to help guide you?
0: right right and and that's that's kind of where the the disconnect comes when it comes to going to therapy like i said you go to a doctor you go to your you go to your your primary so i i I don't know where the disconnect comes from i i'm very like you know everybody needs to go to therapy like
1: at this point and and it's certainly um i go to therapy how about that i mean i have right Not even a two mile horn. I have two doctoral degrees and a master's in psychology. I go to right. therapy because it really, for one, it just feels good to have someone to listen unbiased, right? Like an unbiased opinion. Not your friend, mm-hmm. your girl. You're like, yeah, you know. Hey, no good. Okay, that's not necessarily (laughs) comfortable, right? Or, oh girl, you know you're great, you're spectacular. Well, we have things we want to work through, and I need someone to point those things out to me unobjectively, right? right? To say, Well, in that situation, could you have done it differently without me feeling like I have an invitation to yell at them or pop off on them because I have this personal relationship with them. I need that external person to look at things with a different lens and a trained lens right to not they right. know how to not trigger they know when to validate my feelings and that is just maintenance you know it's maintenance to help yeah. you through your life i don't need to go to therapy just because i have something going on that's why a lot of people won't admit it as well because if my life is supposed to be grand you see me smiling on instagram right uh am well, i to say well, wait a minute you have a therapist well, what's going on with you <laughs> well for one life because we all live it and two it's just to me it is part of wellness yeah yeah that that,
0: that basically sums it all up especially with you saying you're a therapist you're a scientist and you go to therapy Re- regardless of what's going on you're still going to therapy so mm-hmm. i think i think a lot of people are just they don't you don't know what you don't know
1: right Right,
0: but when you're when you say something and then you're kind of like, well, what do you want to go to therapy for? And you're crazy. It's like, come on,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we got to get out of that feeling like, oh, you're
1: crazy if you go to therapy because that's that's not the case, right? It, I will also and say I a lot of... some of our. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> but some of our, I will even say, our males, our men. But I say males because I'm also referring to our boys in Mm -hmm. our our community have had experiences with mental health professionals. Um, For example, Mm -hmm. and a lot of my work professionally has been around Children with what we would call sensory processing disorder, and also mm-hmm. ADHD and autism and trauma. Mm-hmm. And when you look at our community, a lot of us have gone through a lot of trauma, right? I mean, from the beginning, um, the indigenous right. people, period. Um, and so when you live with trauma, you present in a certain way. And even our personalities, we do present differently, you know, culturally, we do. That's right. Yeah. That's what people love about us. Right. (laughs) And so when you put that into these different environments, it's challenged at times. And our boys have been challenged in the school systems, have been challenged by teachers and professionals that that may not understand them. And they get labeled as oppositional, oppositional defiant. And they have had exposure to healthcare workers, mental health and behavioral health workers. And it hasn't always been a great experience. I know I've heard grown men talk Gosh, about right. their experiences of, oh, I'm not, you're going to a therapist. I'm not going, it's horrible. You know, because of that, they get yeah. traumatized by the system, systemic racism, you know? So yeah. I used to also work a- in the school system. So I I get, I
0: get it. I get it. I think and then when you're talking to someone who can't, who didn't grow up like you, they did. It can't relate to you. They, I mean, it's, that's why I said I, I need to do this because there needs to be some kind of, somebody has to fill in the gap because there has to be some kind of, we need family therapy. We need individual therapy. We need to
1: mm-hmm.
0: heal our families.
1: We tell. And we have to start somewhere. Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm like, why do I have to do this? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Start somewhere. Yeah. Like somebody has to do it, especially with the boys, especially with the boys. Like, and I like, I'm like, when you were talking and I could think of a few scenarios in my head because I worked in the school system. So I, I've seen how some things go down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely, it's definitely harder for the men. Definitely. Yeah. For them to go.
1: Yeah, to, to go to therapy, right? And, um, yeah, yeah, so they may have that history, so that's going to really, you know, deter them. And then also that they're supposed to be strong and they're supposed mm-hmm. to be able to figure it out, right? So, um, and lead, and lead their woman. Um, so it, it, it's a challenge. We know that. I think we're gaining more awareness around that now. But even when they do go, I've heard a lot of women say they don't stay, right? So we also need to talk about that attrition. We need to talk about how we find the right practitioner, right? The the practitioner. I was going
0: to touch on that too.
1: Yeah, that's going to yeah.
0: really fit. So give a few tips on how to find the right person because I had a therapist and I felt like she wasn't listening. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. This is part of the job. <laughs>
1: like, right. I would say first, you know, identifying what are you looking for? It's like when you're looking for a partner or a friend or a mate, you know, like what are you looking for yeah. out of it? What do you want to get out of it? And they ask you their questions. They have their own questionnaire mm-hmm. and screening. But if you have your own, like, okay, you want someone that's gonna listen, right? Like right. some people actually right. want more direction. Like she's not telling me anything, she's sitting there listening. Like, I want more, mm-hmm. you know, so actually identify what it is that you're looking for personally because therapists can tailor that. Like, I, you know, I know when to, and my my practice is a little bit different. I'm an occupational therapist. I have a psychology degree. I have different degrees, but my main training is holistic, um, so I'm not a psychiatrist, okay. right, or a social worker. Okay. But those therapists that you're going to for counsel know should know how to shift and move based upon the person that's sitting before them, but they won't know how to do that. If you don't give them that information and we're often shy about giving that feedback, right? We'll just say, you know, I'm not going to go back. It's just not a good fit. But did we ever say, know, you're doing a lot of listening. I I actually am wondering though, if you can give me some more tools or the reverse of that. Like I appreciate these tools, but I I really, Mm. I'm not feeling heard in this Right. Yeah. And and actually ask them, do they feel like it's a good connection? Because sometimes, you know, even when I was working clinically, we would say, you know what, I feel like this client has a better vibe or chemistry with you. Do you want to try a session with, you know, like we would have those conversations as therapists? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and I think that's a lot of uh, probably some of the problems, not knowing what what you're looking for. Who to pick, or you know, especially mm-hmm. with now that we're virtual everywhere. So now you're trying to fill somebody out over a laptop, <laughs> like so. It's, yeah, I think it's that's making it a little bit harder as well. Mm-hmm. But I, I felt like she was kind of doing more of the talking, and she's talking, and I'm she's kind of making things bigger than what they were. And I was like, this is not gonna work. Mm-hmm. I'm telling. I'm I'm very straightforward. I'm telling you what it is this is just what
1: it is. <laughs> but, right. right. And yeah. I, I, w- I was like, you know. Yeah. You were good about, you know, validate, like honor that. If it's not, if it's not there, it's not there. Chemistry is not there. Right. And yeah. sometimes like, I know I choose, I'm like, oh, I want to, I want a woman and I want her to be a woman of color. And, you know, but that doesn't always mean that it's going to be a good fit, you know, so really true. True. being brave enough to acknowledge that. But, Starting with a a consultation is always key, Mm -hmm. right? I even do, sometimes I'll do spiritual journey and kind of consult for for folks, and we always start with a little kind of 15-minute meet-and-greet just discussion because maybe I'm not the one for you, you know, maybe I'm not the person that you want to connect with on that level, and that's okay. Yeah.
0: and like you said tell the person like I didn't tell her I was just like mm, I'm just not going to do it but right. you know it is better to tell them so they know why you why you don't want them mhm yeah well real quick i don't want to take up all your time how did you go from i know it's probably not a short story but how did you go from cuz i know there everybody's going to have to listen to your podcast cuz i I don't know how I started listening to your podcast, but I was like, it just stuck out to me, like going from the church and then learning different African spirituality and learning about different spiritualities. How did you go from church to, I'm not going to say falling into African spirituality, but how did that How did that come about?
1: Um, so that is a long story, but I will say, um, I think, from the beginning, you know, my earliest memories, I knew I was just very inquisitive and I knew that there was something something out there. I don't know what the name of mm-hmm. it is. I'm, you know, um, I know that there are just different um, experiences that I would have that
0: mm-hmm.
1: weren't easily explained, you know, or if I speak about it, um, sometimes it could be seen as evil right or sometimes it could be kind of brushed off as a, you know that's those are just dreams um i will say though in my family they have been um i think the women often would have experiences and dreams and that was something that my mother shared with me that oh that is something passed out from my grandmother from your great-grandmother right so it was acknowledged um you know we would talk about things like you know so and so got the roots put on them right like you would hear that growing up you know i don't know if people still talk like i mean i'm of a certain age people say that i'm over 40. so i'm <laughs> I'm, I'm open with that and so when i grew up i think it was more of a mm. conversation about roots and things like that in the black community Yeah, and it was like okay they were afraid of it but it was they acknowledged they saw it as real you know and understood yeah. and i say that loosely because i don't want to offend anyone that's now into root work and who do and understand mm-hmm. what that is i'm speaking to yeah. how we viewed it back then right it was like ooh, right. was you know <laughs> it's evil <terrible. laughs> um and then sometimes people will right. tell you something about that right to get the roots off of them um so we mm-hmm. did talk about that back then but for and i apologize my dog is barking and barking and it's all right <laughs> <laughs> um, we're home right um right so i think for me, very early on, I had a lot of questions, you know, um, and and even those conversations, right, couldn't be answered. Like, well, what is it? Well, what is roots, or you know, right. and why can't I talk about it at church, but I can talk about it here, and you know, those kind of things. And um, there was right. a disconnect. And then I also, um, I was raised in a home, a multi generational home. My mother was young when Mm -hmm. she had me, and I had my grandparents, and, you know, it was one of those homes, which was very loving and supportive. Um, And my grandparents sent me to the private school down the street because, you know, Mm -hmm. they saw, okay, these, these, the school system is kind of failing us, and she has some different talents that we want or whatever. So I went to Catholic school during the week and the Baptist church on the weekend, and you want to talk about questions. Then I really had all questions <laughs> at that point because I don't understand because Pastor told me not to, you know, kneel down to idols, but as soon as I walk into right. their mass, I can't participate in their communion, but I gotta kneel down to Mary. I was extremely confused. You know, so right. and then we would do right. professionals and I would say, How come like I felt like I was being traumatized? And I think back like it was being forced to tell, um, Tell the priest what I did wrong so he can cleanse me. And then, you know, right. so it was just a lot of confusion. Um, and again, questions unanswered. The nuns did not like what my hand went up in the air. They were like, anyone else? Is there anyone else that has a question? <laughs> not her, not today. <laughs> so I study, you know, I mean, that was the good thing about that. Everything for a reason, right? Because I had religion class. I can't tell you how many years, like that is part, it's not a Sunday school. It was part of the curriculum. So when you want to talk about studying the text, I grew up studying the text, right? And then my mom would take me to the African festivals and I would always start conversations with people at the tables as a child mm-hmm. and I would leave with free books right? So I would leave with the Quran. And she's like, well, what are you going to do with that? I'm like, like, I'm just going to read it. You know, and she's right. like, you now looking at Islam, like what is going on? And you know, I would say I just want to learn more, and I just want to understand it. And so I would go home, read yeah. the Quran, and I would compare it to the Bible. So I was on that journey for a long time, for a long time, a very long yeah. time. And it wasn't until after, um, really, after my mother passed, that I started mm-hmm. looking more. I had a friend. And introduced me to actually we started reading uh children of blood and bones together i don't know if you recall when that book came out um yeah very good book and we were talking about mm-hmm. a few things we had already been talking about spirituality and things and we started talking about the orisha and yoruba traditions and um you know she mm-hmm. shared some things that she knew which really intrigued me even more and so okay. th- even before that i had started on my journey of um I don't even know what to call it, my journey of truth, of trying to figure out, okay, if they tell me this, they just told me to walk by faith, but I am a scientist, a researcher, so I want to know all those people that they mentioned, did they really exist? And if they mm-hmm. did, why can't we find the Pharaoh's tombs, but we can't find their burial grounds? Like I just, you know, like something simple as <laughs> got me on a, a path of seeking truth and you know i will say to summarize all of this um once i started connecting the dots um i'm Mm -hmm. not initiated in anything um you know i'm Mm -hmm. not i don't identify i believe in what i now call the indigenous teachings because i also have a um both grandmothers but my paternal grandmother i have connection to native american and my my strong connection in my bloodline right so um Mm -hmm. And being disconnected from that culture i'm learning more so i say it's the indigenous teachings it's it's just truth it's connection to nature you know that that's what's missing from the westernized religion right it's that connection to nature um the nether right so you know when i when i when i look at that that i started shifting more to that and understanding what my belief is to better than explain Mm. it to family where i was standing because i had to go through that angry phase and that problem mm. that wasn't the time to share with them no where i was yeah at, because it i always tell right. people it felt like when you learned about santa claus and how angry mm. i was like just like in disbelief that they lied to like my own mother lied, right. <laughs> you know. So, like, to me, was, like, it broke just so much trust. That, and then she told me about mm-hmm. the Easter Bunny and two fair all on the same day. So, anyway, you know, <laughs> that's what it felt like when I discovered truth, oh, right? And so I was angry. Yeah, I was angry. I was like, all yeah. these years, and and I even was angry because I felt like, gosh, you know, if I knew some things that I knew, maybe my mother didn't have to transition. So early on in life, like I was going through that level of anger. Um, Okay. And so once that settled and then I realized this is just your spiritual journey. This is, this is right. This is part of your purpose. This is why you're here. And now you're equipped to better teach and guide. Um, then I could share with the family and they have been very accepting and some of them have jumped on the quote unquote bandwagon and you know others may still <laughs> identify as Christian but they're like I hear what you're saying and that makes sense and they're open yeah.
0: right right because when I told so- certain ones in my family that I was studying to become an herbalist it was like an herbalist what do you mean like, and roots on like <laughs> <laughs> they're just like but now they're like, "You got anything for?" Uh... <laughs> hey,
1: my stomach is hurting me. What kind of right? Mm-hmm. This
0: medicine is not working, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I try to tell y'all
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: So it's definitely like I I I really like felt connected to your story because it 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 was like like you said like there's no Santa Claus, but there's no. <laughs> it was really kind of like shocking, and then when you look at some of the things that they, because I went to a Pentecostal church. When you look oh. at some of the things they do in a Pentecostal church and some of the th- things they do with African spirituality, I'm like, y'all don't see the similar. No. Okay. <laughs> <Actually, laughs> i leave it
1: alone. That actually has strong connections to, I would say, even hoodoo and strong ties to it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, y'all didn't see the... Mm-hmm. At... I- cuz like you I was always I wouldn't ask questions but I I guess you know when they say read the room I was always reading people. Mm-hmm. So I would watch certain things and I'm like this looks like this. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know and then speaking in tongues I was like well okay I'm just <laughs> like that. I, mean, <laughs> I just <laughs> Yeah. I would just leave it alone. And i was just like okay and then like you said like certain things you couldn't say in the church but at home i would say to my mother when my great aunt passed passed away i would say to her you know i can feel her i can feel her spirit Mm -hmm. and then i told my mother one day and she's like yeah i I feel it too Mm -hmm. but you couldn't say that in the church right because you said that in the church it was like oh, we got to cast out. We got to do that. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> <Come> on, everybody. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, the, I'm like, I didn't, it was, it was very hard to try to maneuver. And especially like you said, you're a dreamer. I'm a dreamer too. So it was like, I was having these dreams and I'm like, I'm feeling like I'm in these dreams and I wake up and I felt like I didn't sleep all night. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know what's going on with these dreams. And it was, it was, it, it was hard trying to Trying to maneuver and try to find a space like you said you were angry trying to find a space where i'm like the church is fine african spirituality is fine (laughs) like it's
1: i don't know and you know the piece of it for me though is when and i always say like if someone decides that they want to stick with church or whatever other Mm -hmm. practice that's their journey. And I believe they're supposed to be on a certain journey. It's not always for me to shake people, try to wake them up and put them over here. What if you do that even prematurely, right? right? It's not, it may not be part of their trajectory, but it's when it's the dogma. It's when, you know, women are left out of the story. It's when you're, you know, given these rules that they may stifle your growth as a person on your journey that you disagree with. Even in spirituality, listen, sometimes, you know, the conscious community can put these rules and things on people that can do the very same thing. And we don't always talk about that and acknowledge that, right? Right. Because it's supposed to be about the, it's about community and tribe, right? But it's also supposed to be an individual journey and we cannot project things onto other people. That's when it goes wrong. I completely disagree with that on either end. But I do think right. when it comes to church, I've heard more. I still listen to different religious teachers and things. I, I want to hear what people are speaking about. I want to see where mm-hmm. things are shifting. And I do hear them talk more about, you know what? We do a lot of preaching and not enough listening these days. And I'm like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Hold on. <laughs> to just meditation. What? Okay, now maybe they're some right. people are right. and they're trying to learn the language and ling, you know. So,
0: mm-hmm. I've even heard some saying manifesting, and I'm like, oh, manifesting is wrong. And I was like, but mm-hmm. they speak those things.
1: Speaking, of, but now they're having like vision board parties at church too. So you know, hey, so right. oh, but you know what? We'll take what we can get. We, we'll take what we can get. Exactly. It's all about intention. It's all about the person. I even remember being baptized, and when I came out of the water, and again, this was mm-hmm. one of those moments where, like you were saying, you can't say certain things. Like you felt your your great aunt. When I came mm. out of that water, I remember like so excited to tell the pastor and everyone what I felt. I was I was shaking uncontrollably, like, and I was just like, it was like i have, like I saw like the spiritual realm, and they were like, no 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 baby, that's not mm-mm. dang what you we just put some water, <laughs> oh, you know. I'm like no no no, and yeah. it happened, and they're like, oh that's the Holy Ghost. Right. I'm, like, no, no, let me tell you, and it was very much that was like very. That was probably for me. That was a personal baptism. It wasn't a baptism into the church, right? That was right. Why, like I went in the water, which is a strong connection yeah. for me. Water, water sign, mm-hmm. and water is just a—that's my thing. And that was like mm-hmm. I felt like the ancestors were like, oh, it's start. Here we go. This is here she me. is. There she is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. It was great talking to you. I was I was so looking forward to talking to you. Yes. But it was so great talking for you, uh, talking to you, and th- thank you, thank you, thank you so much, and thank you for. And your- I know this promise. is going to help somebody. You're welcome. I know this is going to help somebody. I know for sure. I just feel it in my spirit. <laughs>
1: so, I trust it will. Yes.
0: Yes. I want to thank you guys for listening, and I'll talk to you guys next time.